Hey everybody, and welcome to the Optimal Achiever Podcast! My name is Mike, and today I want to talk to you about motivation and willpower. And I know what you're probably thinking is like, oh yes, great, motivation, let's get motivated. But here's what I want to talk about. You can't rely on motivation and willpower to achieve your goals. You cannot rely on motivation and willpower. Why can you, why should you or why can't you rely on motivation and willpower? Because motivation fluctuates, right? Sometimes you're motivated, sometimes you're not, right? It's like a wave. It goes up and it goes down, up and down, up and down. So it's not always present, you know? And then when it comes to willpower, willpower is a finite resource. It's like a gas tank and it runs out of gas. So sometimes you don't have gas in the tank. So in the moments that you don't have gas in the tank and your motivation is low, nothing happens. Actually, at that moment, what happens is your habits kick in. Your automatic tendencies kick in. Your subconscious programming kicks in. Okay? So, you know, motivation to me is kind of like creativity. Like I'm a creative guy and and I work in a creative job and all we do is crank out commercial after commercial after commercial that's what we do is we do commercials for tv and it's the same thing over and over and over again but you know i i tell the guys at work all the time like you know creativity is not something that you can turn on on any given time like it's not like something that you're just like okay let me turn on my creative switch and all of a sudden i can just produce amazing creative stuff and then i can turn it off it's not like that it kind of comes and goes it's like a hit or miss sometimes you're you know you're inspired and you do something great sometimes you have a blank canvas and you can't just do you know it's just you got writer's block you know creative block and you can't produce anything you know or everything that you do just doesn't come out right and other times it's just flowing it's just flowing out of you and that's how motivation is sometimes you have motivation and sometimes you don't as a matter of fact right before i started this podcast my motivation and energy was really low until i said achieve your podcast then all of a sudden I woke up and, and, and it was there. But here's the thing. You can't just rely on pumping yourself up and motivating yourself because it's just not always present. You know, sometimes, yeah, you watch a video or, you know, um, if you've ever been to like a seminar, um, uh, uh, you know, one of these conventions, a, a motivational seminar or anything for work or anything like that, that pumps people up. Everybody is pumped and motivated and they leave the place on fire. But... A week, you know, a week goes by and that fades away and then they're just back in their routine, back into their habits, you know, back into their tendencies because that motivation just, you know, it fluctuates, it, 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 it comes and goes. And, um, you know, so what do you do? What do you do when motivation is high and what do you do when motivation is low? Well, here's the thing. If motivation is high and the willpower is there, then what you want to focus on is to structure future behavior. That is the main thing that you want to focus on when motivation is high and the willpower is present and you got gas in the tank. You want to focus on future behavior. And what does that mean? That basically means that you do whatever you can to ensure that you make future behavior easier. Okay? So, for example, if I am motivated to get in shape and to eat right, Right. If I'm motivated on one day of the week, let's say one day of the week I get motivated and the rest of the week I'm like, my motivation is low. On the days that the motivation is up, 
maybe I go ahead and meal prep for the week, right? I create meals for the entire week because my motivation is high. But let's say when my motivation is low, I just won't have the energy to, to, to prepare meals, right? And then what happens is that when you want to eat right and you're too tired to cook yourself a healthy meal, then you resort or, you know, to, uh, into indulging in an unhealthy meal. So if you have high motivation and you structure future behavior, you facilitate the right future behavior, when that time comes that your motivation is low, guess what? You've already meal prepped. There's already a meal in the fridge that you can just pop into the microwave and eat it. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to make future behavior easier. But if your motivation is high and you don't use it for that, when motivation is low, there's there's no action that's going to be taken. You know, when motivation is high with your business, you want to do things that you won't normally do when your motivation is low, when there's no energy. And when your motivation is low, you want to do the activities, the easy activities. So you want to make sure that when your motivation is high, you take advantage of it. You, you definitely want to take advantage of it. For, but for the most part, you want to structure future behavior. Another way to do that is like, let's say, for example, if I want to get in shape and I like using the, the you know, working out and, and, and the physical um, realm to, to, to show you like metaphors and to show you examples. But um, let's say I want to get in shape, right? If my motivation is high, what am I going to do? I'm going to sign up for, let's say if you want to, let's say you want to, you know, lose some weight, then I'll sign up for a race. You know, if I want to get, if I want to get build muscle, I'll sign up for a bodybuilding competition. If I want to, you know, get physically fit, I'll sign up for an obstacle race, whatever it is that you're interested in a basketball tournament, you know, whatever it is, but sign up for something when the motivation is high, because when motivation is low, you're not going to, you're going to be like, heck no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Or, or, or when your motivation is high, you can hire a personal trainer. Just do something that when you're motivated, you're like, yes, I'm committed. I'm going to do it. And when you do that, guess what happens is that when your motivation is low and you know, you're already paid money to a, a personal trainer or you already paid money to a race or something, you feel more committed. It's like you've put pressure on future behavior. And that's good. You know, it's accountability. It's, it's, um, you know, it's a push. And that's what you want to do when motivation is high. You want to do things that are going to help you commit. Um, and 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 there's there's different things that you can do. But just think about when your motivation is high. What can I do that's going to help uh, create less friction in the future? You know, do the hardest things that you know you wouldn't do when the motivation is low. You know, um, and when motivation is low, like for example, like reading a book. You know, learning something. Like that's something you could do when motivation is low, right? Because it's, it's very easy to do, you know? So if you want to continue to learn um, whatever your, you know, whatever your passion is, you want to continue to learn that, then use that in the moments when motivation is low. And when motivation is low, maybe reading that, maybe learning would bring up your motivation. Um, but you want to do the hard things when motivation is high. You want to do the things that would structure uh, future behaviors obviously and and things that will push your business forward you know things that will push your life forward but the things that are the hardest you know the things that you fear the most that's when you what do you want to you want to do when the motivation level is high okay now when the motivation level is low what you want to do is things that i call under the radar activity and under the radar activity is basically this is um 
there's a part of your brain um, that triggers a fight or flight response, right? When when something seems too overwhelming, too it, it seems like danger, it seems like risky, it's something that's outside of your comfort zone, it triggers that part of the brain. It's like a very instinctual part of the brain to fight or flight, to fight or you know flee, right? It, it, it uh, activates the flight, fight or flight response, and um, when you activate this or when you trigger this then your brain is just going to start sabotaging your efforts. Like it's going to start talking you out of it. Like it's going to give you excuses. It's going to give you why you shouldn't do it. Why it's so scary. You know, why you're not good enough. Why? What if nobody likes it? What if nobody likes my my course when I put it out? What if nobody buys my product? What if nobody, you know, hires me as, as a service provider, you know? And, and that happens when you trigger that part of your brain. So what you want to do is you want to do activity that goes under the radar of that trigger. And all you have to do to do that is just simplify the action. Just simplify and clarify. Okay, simplify and clarify, right? Clarification or, or make it clear, it basically means that it can be ambiguous. Like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat healthy is too ambiguous. It's too, it's unclear. Like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Like how many servings of vegetables or vegetables at all? You know, does that mean that I'm going to include a protein meal? Does that mean that I'm going to cut out all, you know, junk food you know, altogether. Like, what does it? What does eating healthy mean? It's not clear enough. But if I say I'm going to drink a green smoothie every single morning, that is very clear. That is very clear. So that helps you go under the radar because it's clear. You're not. It doesn't overwhelm you. Like, what does that mean? You know, like trying to figure it out. It doesn't con- consume energy. Your brain is also. A, it's a survival mechanism machine and it wants to conserve energy as much as possible. So when you have to think too much about something, that's your brain uses a lot of energy. It uses more energy than anything else in your body. So when it has to think a lot, it uses a lot of energy, so it tries to avoid that. So when you bring clarity into the picture, you clarify things, you make things, things clear, then you know it's, it's, um, it makes it easier for your brain because it doesn't have to use up as much energy. So clarity and simplification, just simplify, just make it, break it down to the simplest, you know, to the smallest action that you can take that, that just removes that fear, that removes, you know, that overwhelming sensation. Bring it down so low that at least you're taking a step forward. Even if it's a baby step, even if it's something, it's just keeping that, keeping that momentum going forward. Stopping is the worst thing you can do. You know, it's uh, Newton's law says that an object in at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion your goal is to always be moving forward never stop and you stop when you overcomplicate things when you make things too big right but when you make things small it's 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 it you know you remove the fear you remove that 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 fight or flight response you know you simplify so much that even if it's you know trivial even if you think like oh uh, it's just too little. It doesn't do anything. It does do something in your mind. It, it, it creates patterns in your mind that you're still moving forward. It creates pattern in your mind that you're making time and space for an activity. It is doing something, even if it's small. But you want to make it small enough that you doesn't require any energy. It doesn't require any motivation. And it doesn't require any willpower. So what, what does that look like? So going back to the working out, right? If I say I'm going to start working out five days a week, an hour a day, 
and I got to find time, you know, to do it throughout my day. And I got to figure out how to get to the gym. And, you know, it's already getting overwhelming. It's already like, I don't know if I can make it today or this and that, you know, because I have we have this on you know Thursday. We got that birthday party and, you know, right. You start it. it so so break it down to something small. What if you say I'm going to do five push ups, you know, three times a week? What if you say I'm going to do two squats every single day, five squats every single day? You might say, but that's, doesn't, that's not going to do anything. Yes, it's going to do something in your mind. It's going to create patterns and create space, a time and space for you to do five squats every single day. And guess what? When your brain gets adapted to, that, to those five squats and it's created a time and space for that, it's going to automatically happen where you're like, oh, I got to do my five squats. And once that becomes a habit, you can, you can turn it into 10 squats. Then when that becomes a habit, you could turn it into 50 squats. Then you could turn it into a little five-minute workout. Then you can turn it into a 10-minute workout. Then when you get that so programmed in you, you can take it to the gym. You can say, okay, now that I'm programmed for this time and space to do this 20-minute workout, now I have time to go to the gym because I've already created the pattern of a 20-minute workout. But it all started with two squats a day, one squat a day, whatever it is. But you got to make it so small that no motivation is required. No energy is required. No willpower is required. And when you make it that small, right, it's going to push you forward. Every single day you're going to go f- forward, right? You're going to keep that Newton's law, law of motion, forward, you know, continuing. An object in motion stays in motion. So always take a step. It doesn't matter how small it is. You know, they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You know, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, the journey of a thousand steps begins with... Or what is it? A journey of a thousand steps. Uh, you know, you know the quote. I don't know. It's a journey of a st- thousand steps uh, starts with a step, or something like that. I don't know. T- I know that quote. I can't believe I, I'm forgetting it right now. But uh, but you get the idea. You know, like doesn't matter what it is. It's worse to not do anything at all than to take a small step. A small step would get you closer there. Sometimes you spend years, years trying to figure out, you know, this big thing that you want to do. Every New Year's resolution, I'm going to do this, this big thing, big thing, big thing. And it, it, it never happens. The reason why, even if it does happen and you do it and you do it because you, you used up all your, you mustered up all your willpower and you did it. If you didn't sustain it, the habit didn't stay and you probably yo-yoed right back to your weight, yo-yoed right back to your unhealthy lifestyle because you didn't do it long enough. And the reason why you didn't do it long enough is because you over, you made it too big. So your brain was doing it using the willpower and motivation, but once that wore off and you were burnt out completely, you went right back to your old tendencies. And that is the biggest mistake people make is that they try to go for short-term intensity instead of long-term consistency. I would rather, instead of trying to lose 20 pounds in, in 30 days or New Year's resolution that, you know, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, lose 30 pounds in a year, lose 20 pounds in a year, lose 10 pounds in a year. You know why? Because you will stay consistent and you'll stay committed for a year. The goal should be longevity, not the result. Like if I say I'm going to, I'm going to work out so that I can lose 20 pounds of weight. I would rather, if I'm a, if I'm a coach and I'm, and I'm training someone, I would rather say, I, I want your goal to be to stay committed regardless of the result that you get. Stay committed for six months. Even if you only lose five pounds, I promise you, you would lose so much more after that because of the habits that you build that it would grow exponentially after that. So that is why you can't rely on motivation and willpower. Because motivation and willpower are not only are not always present, and the real key to success is consistency. 
and consistency happens with small actions, right? Um, complexity is the enemy of execution, right? When you make things too big, too com complex, it, it's, it, it, it's gonna overwhelm you. You're not gonna take action. Simplify everything, guys. Stop overthinking it. Simplify it, simplify it, simplify it, and go for longevity. And I promise you that, the, that you're gonna use the most powerful thing that I feel that anybody can use in their life and business, which is momentum. Momentum. Okay, that's way more powerful than intensity. That's way more powerful than willpower and motivation. Momentum. Because once momentum is happening, there's so much leverage. It's so much, it's, it's already in motion. So all you gotta do is just a little, little, little bit and you keep it going. You don't have to put exert as much energy and effort into it when there's momentum backing you up. All right, guys, that's our show. Um, thank you so much for joining me. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast and uh, let people know, you know, if, if, if you uh, wanna support me and uh, are enjoying the value that I'm bringing to you, go ahead and share it with a friend. Share it online. Um, and I'll greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, take care.